0: Hello. Hey,
1: hey, hey, Mark, I figured it out. We're
0: you figured doing... it out. Now we're doing a podcast. For...
1: That's amazing. It's a technology it's in action.
0: I'm at the 7-Eleven. I'm buying some trail mix and a big gulp. Do you have a big gulp? Wow. Welcome wow. to Potatoes.
1: All right. I Could I have it, please?
0: One, two, three, four, three. I'm trying to. This is quality content here. People are paying a lot of money to watch
1: this. Trials and
0: tribulations of me attempting to get a big gulp and some and some uh, at the Seven Eleven, and it's costing me way too much money because I'm buying trail mix, which costs almost four dollars. And the and the security guard keeps coming up to me. And uh, telling me that I have to pull my mask up over my nose.
1: Oh, you're one of those people. Letting your nose hang
0: out. Even though there was a big thing that just came on today. It was a big uh, study that just got released that Mm -hmm. shows that masks do nothing, which you can add into the other ones that show that masks make it worse.
1: Wow. Especially if your nose is hanging out.
0: It came out of to, uh, to uh, Denmark, came out to Denmark, and so we're still at it. None of the stuff we're doing. So anyway, why don't you introduce yourself and say who you are? All because right. this is uh, Mark Selzer.
1: Mark Selzer. I'm Johanna Petrie, a.k.a. Wild Joe. Uh, I also have a podcast which has gone from the audio only to the video age called Dive Bar Comedy that comes out once a week. You were a guest on our show. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be on your show. I've been doing comedy since 2012 and uh, not letting up. I love it. And I love hey, your tell, show at the Lexington also.
0: Tell everyone, tell everyone where they can find your show. Diver Comedy on Facebook? No, Diver Comedy,
1: yeah, you could find it. We, we go live on Facebook on Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock Pacific. And then uh, the next day, the replay goes up everywhere. So it goes up on the iTunes, wherever you – Can find podcasts. It goes up on the iTunes podcast uh, app. It goes up on the Google, like the Android app, and it's on uh, YouTube and SoundCloud. It's all over the place. So just search the words dive bar comedy. Spotify. Spotify. I'm not sure. Spotify. I don't. I don't know about if it's on that one, but uh, it's it's on on a lot of places. It's like on eight or ten different places yeah yeah so okay, yeah no, we were no. we were audio only which I like the audio only format but you you know I guess you don't get as many views some people just want to watch they don't want to just listen but um we did 90 we did 89 episodes audio only and then starting on episode 90 we moved into the video age where we're doing uh, zoom it's facebook live via zoom so we have the uh the comics come on zoom and we're in like little squares and we do like an hour hour and a half show with six comics plus our host and mc so it's a lot of fun
0: i want to do that too with uh like we could do this on something i don't know what we'll see when uh this app makes it so we we can split the screen So it's half your face, half my face.
1: Yeah, that would be cool.
0: It'll be audio. You can put it on YouTube and all that stuff. And I understand that YouTube may have that feature coming up soon. I don't know.
1: And you know what else YouTube does? It closed captions things for you. So you could put your comedy set or whatever on there, the video, and it'll do closed captioning for you where it just detects what people are saying or what you're saying in it. Types it all out. So that's, that's good. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm... Right now I'm glad we're not on video because I've got two babies uh, attached one on <laughs> each tit and uh, it, it wouldn't be appropriate. It would be uh, what is it? NSFW, not suitable for work.
0: Right. Are you breastfeeding right now? Yeah.
1: These, <laughs> these babies are like, um, they have to be sucking they can't sleep without like a nipple in their without mouth. Without sucking? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, that's why I am
0: too. <laughs> <clears throat> that's why I am. Yeah. That's the way it is. Can't help it. It's just how it is. How I was raised up. Uh, I guess. Are you
1: allowed to say dirty words on this uh, podcast, Mark?
0: We can. We can say whatever the fuck we want to say. It yeah. doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I used to. Uh, have this woman who was a Second Amendment advocate, and I used to book her to uh, give Second Amendment speeches at libertarian conventions, and she used to bring her babies with her, and she would breastfeed her babies while she was giving the Second Amendment speeches. Wow.
1: She's like practicing what she preaches.
0: She's practicing what she preaches, and she was an amazing, beautiful woman. She was incredibly gorgeous. She was an incredibly gorgeous woman who had like a bunch of babies and did still he, had the body. Did like, whip uh, her
1: whole boob out? Or did she just. Have, she, like, couldn't a really see it.
0: she couldn't really see it. Okay. She would just kind of put the baby in there. Uh-huh. Sorry, I need to be my baby. And she'd be just talking about guns and how it's good to be able to defend yourself and second amendment and how she has a gun on her. And oh, she wow. would wear these really hot dresses uh-huh. and somewhere she had a gun on her. I had no idea where she has this gun. But somewhere on there, in this hot dress, shirt with the short skirt, it was a short dress. There's a gun in there somewhere. Maybe strapped to I her inner thigh. Probably, probably where it is because she had, she was absolutely just smoking hot. She was like, looked like a, just a. She had the body of like a, a porn star, just absolutely gorgeous. No wonder you are a libertarian. I'm on the street right now, and there's somebody yelling at me. Uh oh. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody yelling at me, someone across the street.
1: Uh-oh, that's the thing about want... downtown. Uh, yeah, I like I don't that want to Huffington, have to... but I don't know if I like the neighboring surroundings.
0: Not a good neighborhood.
1: No, I don't, have to, I
0: don't have to be I don't have to beat anyone up on the on my podcast. Well,
1: that don't would don't be something. That. that would be that'd be real entertainment there, but uh,
0: yeah. no. People are always surprised. People are always surprised to. Who challenge me, and then they find out that I can fight really well. Wow. Well, and, and they're always they're always shocked because they don't know what jujitsu is.
1: Oh, and yeah, that's for the, the winners of all the, the mixed martial arts. They're always jujitsu guys, right?
0: Right. I'd have to, I'd be grabbing him, and then I'd be grabbing his foot. And then I had someone once, and I was grabbing their foot to break it. Oh, and well, it breaks the knee. Oh. And then they were, they were they were trying to make fun of me as I was doing Like, what the hell are you doing? And then just snap and you pop the tendon wow. out of their knee and then they can't walk anymore.
1: Oh, no. So. Wow. Well, I, I, haven't I, had the I, fight. I haven't had a fight since uh, junior high. Uh, I think when I joined. Yeah, actually, in junior high, I joined the cheerleading squad. And they said if we got caught fighting, we would get kicked off the squad. So that was it. And you got kicked off the squad?
0: Huh? Yeah. Did <laughs> you get kicked off the squad?
1: Yeah, if you get if you get caught fighting, you get kicked off the squad. So I couldn't do any fighting. But there were like some girls that would try, you know, they would like stalk me and wait for me after class and stuff like that. But
0: uh Yeah, I got kicked out of high school cuz I kept getting in fights. Oh,
1: really? You got kicked out of high school completely?
0: Yeah, I used to love to fight. I was just I just in fact, I have people who like have challenged me in doing comedy. The other day I was when I was hosting the show, someone wanted to fight me. A,
1: a comic. And, or a-
0: yes, well, the friend of a comic because I wasn't able I couldn't put him up because I had too many comics. Wow. And uh we'd so he lost angry. the stage. Wow. So he got angry. And the same problem is I want to fight so bad. But
1: wow.
0: I want so much to fight. Even if I lose, I'm still I still just want to fight. I have this urge in me somewhere inside of me wow. and I've resisted it for years and years and years, but Interesting. I used to, I used to satisfy the urge by training martial arts, oh. jujitsu and kickboxing. Uh-huh. And so, but I haven't done it in a long time since I've been doing comedy. I haven't done it. Yeah. So this was a fight and I've had to resist because I do not need the reputation of fighting. Although you know, famous comics have actually stabbed people and stuff like that.
1: But it's not a good, it's still not in, a good thing, not a good look. In, yeah, I was. Um,
0: in the early 60s, uh, who's the most famous comic in the world? What is his name? I can't even remember. Uh, oh man. 60s. Most famous black comic in the world. Starting in the 60s. And, uh, yeah, prior. St- actually stabbed people. Oh no. In comedy clubs. Oh no. And I don't I, I don't imagine I have the talent to be able to overcome such a reputation as that. Wow. Now I'm, now I'm locked out of the Lexington. And it's, I maybe can't it's get just back not in. open yet. No, no, it was in there. I was in there doing comedy, and now I'm trying to get back in. I'm going to see if I can get a a credit card
1: What time does it start? No it's very early, so it's only four-something o'clock. What time does that show start?
0: And see if I can get in. I, I don't know why. Oh, and I hear they've opened the, all right, they opened the gate. Now, here's a car that's opened the gate, so that's good. Ugh, I'm just going to use my old Bank of America because the Bank of America, they were going to charge me money. For what? To uh, have an account with them. Okay. Well, that's dollars a month.
1: <laughs> most most huh? banks charge money unless you have a certain balance and- or you have direct deposit.
0: Yeah, I got rid of it because I was no longer having. You have a direct deposit coming from my Amazon account,
1: oh.
0: but I no longer do.
1: From your Am- to so find Amazon, like as an North- Amazon seller.
0: Yeah, yeah, I to sell on Amazon. What were you selling? And uh, punk rock records. Oh, cool. And the, my old punk rock records. Uh-huh. I I retired on my punk rock record collection.
1: Well, that's a cool way to retire.
0: that's how i retired i made a bunch of got a bunch of punk rock records Uh and then i used to buy them for a dollar in the dollar bins when no one wanted them and then i would uh, and then i would i kept them (laughs) so they were very valuable and now i sell them i used to sell them all the time anyway though i was a dealer that's how i got most of them i would like I found a record for a hundred dollars uh-huh. in a dollar bin. Oh wow! I knew I could sell for one hundred and thirty bucks. Now you can sell it for I don't know, almost a thousand bucks. Now that record, really? Walk Among Us, if you're pressing a Walk Among Us by the Misfits. But I got that record, and then I put it in an ad, and I had maybe two hundred punk rock records and some Rolling Stones records. And I would never sell any of my records. This is the first one I had a double Uh of. It was very good. I got it for a dollar. So I sold in the back of Flipside magazine for an ad that cost two dollars. And I told, I put an ad that said, you know, send me, you know, misfits, this record, Uh $130. Someone sent me a postal money order for $130 plus six dollars postage. Nice. And I, I used the $30 to buy food and used the hundred other dollars to go and buy a hundred other $1 records I could sell for 20, 30, 40, 50, $60 each. Wow. And then I kept putting ads in the back of Flipside and Maximum Rock and Roll Magazines, which cost me $2 a month saying, send me $2 or a, this is before the internet, Uh $2 or $2 in stamps Uh for a catalog of rare punk records. And I would that out to people and then I would get back mail they would mail me the uh a postal money order which you can cash at the post office Uh for, for no fees okay and then I would mail them their records and that's how I got through art school and got my bachelor's degree in fine art wow that's cool and that and that's my story and I'm sticking to it
1: Nice. So that was all before the internet, back when people had catalogs and mail-order stuff. Maybe it was more right.
0: popular. Mail-order catalogs. Wow. I used to, whoever had a Xerox machine, I could get my hands on it, their work. I would go there and I would, I would review each one of the records on a little typewriter. And then I would start cutting and pasting it as I sold the records onto other pieces of paper. And then I kept, I kept making it, making it bigger and bigger. And then pretty soon I started to sell on the internet. Then I opened up a record store really? with my records. Yes, in San Francisco. Oh my gosh. Huh? Wow. It was just I moved into a storefront and just started put to put records out in front. And first, they were just boxes of records. I went through my records and kept all the ones that I couldn't bear to uh-huh. sell. And the rest, boxes of records. And I put them on the ground inside of the store. Okay. <laughs> There were just these boxes of records that people came in and started buying them. And there was this Coca-Cola sign. So I wrote stupid records on it, S-T-O-O-P-I-D. And I put two records uh-huh. as the two. Okay. And I put it up there. I put it up outside the store. And people started coming in and looking through my record boxes that were on the ground. So then when I would shut the store it, at night, I would go out and I'd find furniture mm-hmm. that I could repair or. And I could start putting the record boxes up onto some furniture.
1: Yeah, so that probably could. looks more cool, and people don't have to bend down.
0: Yeah, so people didn't have to bend down on their knees. But they were okay with it. Yeah. They were actually okay with it, and and getting down their knees. And then eventually, I made record racks, uh-huh. and then I painted them black. And then I had a record store, and I kept every every night. I would take whatever I would make, four hundred bucks or two hundred bucks. I would leave and I'd it, shut my store at eight, and I'd go to all the other record stores in San Francisco and Berkeley and around the San Francisco mm-hmm. area, and I would take all their punk rock records from before 1985 oh, wow. and put them on their counter, and say, "I'll give you this much money for uh-huh. them," and they would always just keep selling out their punk rock records to me.
1: Well, that's so you I were kept very expanding my store. Just punk rock.
0: Just punk rock from 1975 to 1985. Yeah. And then eventually, I, the, the uh, business people, licensed people, came in. So I uh, shut the store and moved to L.A. You probably had a cool clientele, all same, those
1: punk kids coming in.
0: Is that I moved to L.A. and I did the same thing on Hollywood uh-huh. Boulevard. And then the business licensed people came in in L.A. Uh-huh. too. So I just shut the store and went online entirely. And I've been online ever since.
1: Nice. So the, what, what kind of so business anyway, do they want you to have?
0: They want you to have a license to sell used goods and all kinds okay. of other junk. So it was
1: just too much paperwork.
0: And plus business license, the regular pay your taxes and all that stuff. I was a gorilla. I was a garage sale, basically. Right, right. The state came in and the city or the county came in and said they wanted to start taxing me. I would just close and move to another yeah. city.
1: You're avoiding the man. That's the libertarian in you. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I had... Uh, yeah, I knew someone who was a communist and they opened up a store. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly they were a rabid right wingers. As soon as they started oh, really? dealing with all the tax regulations, suddenly, suddenly they started, to, they were just, I came in, they're like, you're right about all this stuff. You're talking about all this and that, blah, blah, blah. They're doing this and they're doing that. And they're trying to tax me and want me to pay all this money, blah, blah, blah. I said, welcome to the Libertarian Party. And she did, yeah. she joined the Republican Party.
1: Wow. So anyway, well, uh, I've noticed I, I don't want to say anything right about uh, all, not all Asians are communists or anything like that, but I've noticed that <laughs> <laughs> I um I inherited a vending machine route and the the Chinese owners of the stores are the most like stickler about counting the the quarters And they'll say, oh, I lost two dollars. They'll have a list of like the the times they had to refund a dollar to somebody. They'll say, oh, and you need to give me three extra dollars for this. And what percentage is that? I mean, they were like, they're so precise about wanting to know exactly how much they're getting paid. You know, so.
0: Yeah, those are this on communism. That's actually that's that's. Greedy capitalists. Yeah, they're greedy
1: capitalists, but they're the Chinese yeah. are the most that it way out makes- of all of my customers. Like the others, they just take like I, I go in, I empty the machine of quarters, and I give them a cut. When everybody else just takes the cut and signs the receipt and that's it. But but these Chinese restaurants, they say are you sure that's 30%? I want 50%. And so I'm like, but I have to buy all the little toys in, you know? And they're like, okay, well, you need to give me $2.50 more because of this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs>
0: well, you see, you know who the most successful people in the United States are? Yeah. People always talk about white privilege, but it's not actually white people. It's Asians. Yeah. Asians are on the top. That's the highest income group. Well, They're also the smartest. And then that, they do
1: the best in school. They get the highest test scores, you know. So I, I have nothing. And, I, and you know I why that is? Because they work hard and they're smart, you know, and their parents make them work hard. And they have
0: the highest rate of marriage oh. of all the people in the okay. United okay.
1: States. Okay. Okay.
0: And then the people with the second highest rate of marriage are the people from oh. India, like Mala Harris, the uh-huh. second highest. Then there are, and then there are many. There there are many so other you're groups. A
1: head of marriage. I have, think marriage helps with the success and stability. You know, when well, I do look at the people on the billionaire list on the Forbes billionaire list, they're pretty much all married with with kids. You know, because you can think, right. oh, I don't want to get married or I don't want to have kids because it's going to impact my career and I won't be able to make as much money. But the truth is, the married people. Tend to make more
0: money, so that's how people succeed. Though. All the people that have the highest rate of marriage, in fact, if you, Jamaican Americans have a higher rate of of marriage than white people, and have a higher rate of income hmm. and the average and white people do. White people are on the way hmm. down because our the rate of marriage amongst white people is declining. Huh. It's on the
1: way down. Yeah, I mean, definitely, if you Jamaica- go on any online dating app you're not going to find many people wanting to get married, especially not guys. But uh, in the old days, it was expected to get married. Now it's like, you know, you're supposed to hook up within two dates or they never call you again. And and that's it. They're not looking for anything long-lasting or responsible. So
0: Nigerian Americans have a higher, on average, uh, rate of marriage than white people. And then they also have a higher income, also conservative evangelists. Uh, African-Americans, higher rate of marriage, higher income than white people. Interesting. It's all just marriage. So I'm not an advocate of marriage. It's just they prove their way of life that 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 way of life works. If there's some other way of life that works as good or better then uh, you know, then that's fine. I'm not saying that you can't succeed by being different than that and lots of people do but you know, still, your 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 kids are the best off mm-hmm. if you're married. Well, marriage—you have a partner parents-
1: in, in your home life. You have a partner in everything, you know, business, somebody to bounce ideas off of, and all that stuff too. So you know, I can see that. Plus, you're not going out looking for a, a, a new person all the time. So that whole all the time, life, you know, you're just home. So
0: that takes up just too much can. time. Yeah, man, it's it horrid. Can it's horrid. I mean I I have to if I want to go out and like have a girlfriend I have to go and like spend so much time and energy and money. Yeah. It's just like it's it's hell. You yeah. Know? And it's just like well, I yeah, am you have to date the last people couple
1: to find one you like, you know, if you're just playing the numbers so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then I get crazy I get crazy women because my mom was crazy. So I was taught to you have relationships with people that are absolutely crazy, so I'm I get therapy to try to go out with a normal, <laughs> non-crazy yeah. I, woman, but it's just not how it works. I for read me. a
1: book. I listen to a lot of audio books, and somebody recommended this. I'm on the single mothers board um, on Facebook on this this group, and I, I was widowed. But a lot of the people on there were, they just made bad choices. The the guy they chose or that they hooked up with or whatever happened, they were never even together when they were pregnant or they got left early on. And um, a lot of them are trying to date. These women are trying to date and they're still making bad choices and choosing uh, bad men. And one of them recommended this book called Safe People which I I read on audiobook and it's basically how to spot a person that's good versus bad, you know. And I really liked it. Um, but it was actually uh it's not my style of book that I would normally listen to. It's written from a Christian perspective and they quote the Bible a lot, which I'm not really into, but I still thought it was good information. It was like two Christian psychotherapists. But uh
0: yeah, you can always, you know, you can always take what you want and yeah. leave the rest. And, and you know, you there's know? a lot of
1: good things that the Bible has to say, even if you don't believe in every part of it. But
0: um, no, you don't have to believe every crazy yeah. thing that's in there, but there might be some things in there that are yeah. good. You know, you have to, to to read, you know, everything, look at everything and try to find things that are good. And you try to find the things that, uh, uh, I mean, my parents' marriage certainly didn't work out, <laughs> So you know, we're not all out here yeah. succeeding, uh, a lot. I mean, I'm succeeding as certain said, but uh, you know, not if I had two sober oh. parents.
1: Oh yeah that'd be that'd so be your parents, good. they got divorced. Oh. Okay. Yeah, See, my they, got parents, divorced they, I they like, are still um, married, but they're not sober. They like to That's drink together. Good. They've been kicked out of bars for like making yeah. out in bars like when they're like sixty five years old. And um <laughs> And they're like they're embarrassing at times like I had my daughter's three year old birthday party the other day and my mom actually fell down drunk like just flat on her back as we're bringing out the cake and taking right. pictures and stuff and, and people thought she had a stroke or something cause she's an older lady I said no. She's just drunk. She's wasted. She's just, just so drunk. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God. Because we used to think, my sister I and I would think, like, oh, no, when we get married, I and mean, before we even had boyfriends, like, when we get married, we have to have a dry wedding or what's going to happen if our parents get drunk at the wedding and we would worry about our parents being drunk at the wedding. But we never even thought about all the family parties after that. You know, there's parties all the time that you have to mix your family with your husband's family and, and it can be embarrassing for years to come not just at the wedding you know so yeah
0: have you been to al-anon uh i haven't
1: i haven't ever gotten into that but
0: uh al-anon is a good uh saved my really? life many times the al-anon if you have alcoholic parents or any kind of drugs uh-huh. in your family any kind of friends or relationships with anyone who drinks or does drugs it's very good to go to it okay. saved my life many 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 times to be out of crippling suicidal depression many, many times. And it's free. You just go there and you sit your butt down Mm -hmm. and you listen. And it's a safe environment and there are rules where, you know, everyone speaks a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time and you raise your hand and you speak and you have a speaker that talks about Mm -hmm. things. And it it helps since We're herd animals. It really helps to, uh, it really helps. Life as a treated adult child of an alcoholic is much better than Life is an untreated adult child of an alcoholic. Mm. So, I'd recommend, especially since you have kids, just get down to some Al-Anon mm. meetings. Probably they're online yeah. right now, but later they'll be in person, and that's good. And they'll have ones too, where people bring kids there yeah. for families, and they have ones for couples, and they have ones. There was a woman starting one, for she was they she she was a a black woman and she was like there are not enough black okay. people at Al Anon so she started go to the the uh, black churches in the okay. black parts of LA trying to Al Anon and putting up flyers. So there's there's specialty groups that there's gay Al Anon oh. meetings. Okay. There's also meetings of people called double winners. It used to be now they've all been integrated. There used to be double winners of people that are alcoholics or drug addicts and or drug addicts and then they have a uh, parent yeah, who's also I'm sure a, a lot of people or just an follow their
1: parents footsteps and some of it could even be genetic too, the way your body reacts to alcohol um,
0: Oh yeah yeah some people don't yeah. do not get addicted Some people don't get addicted to heroin some people don't get addicted to yeah. cigarettes I've met people they're like cigarette like yeah once a yeah. week or once twice a week I want it. I want to enjoy it. You know, and they, they yeah. never get addicted. And uh, I've known people that use heroin, but they'll go like two weeks on heroin and then they have right. two weeks off heroin. So they won't get addicted. Or two months on or a month on and then two yeah. months off. And uh, they use systems like this for like drugs so they don't get addicted to drugs. But they yeah. love heroin. They're like, oh, I oh, took, I, uh, so I took, um, yeah, absolutely great with-
1: not sex ed, but the class when I was like in in high school where they teach you about drugs and the way they described heroin made me want to do it. I'm like, Oh, they, you shouldn't tell people this. They're like the orgasmic rush that people have the first time they try heroin makes them addicted instantly. I'm like, Oh man, that sounds fun. You know, I never actually tried it, but they sure made it sound good. I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah. Sure made it sound good. Oh yeah. The teacher was like, yeah, try something with me after class, Young lady at the, uh, The when I was in, I was on morphine, a bunch of morphine. Mm -hmm. I never got addicted to it. I was on morphine. uh, When when I I died in the hospital like three years ago, and they had had a bunch of morphine, and I woke up on morphine and was just on morphine forever, and it made me hallucinate. I was having all these really super bizarre hallucinations Mm -hmm. on morphine, and so. They're yelling at me and uh, telling me I'm the worst comic the worst, in the world. The worst <laughs> comic in the world. That's my new <laughs> title. I'm going to start having myself introduced. That's the worst comic in the world. Hey, I was going to come to your mic, but the marijuana smoke make, gives me a headache when I go there. Gives me... No Thursday? Is he going to stop smoking marijuana so that I don't have a headache? Absolutely not. Yeah, I can't go up there, man. I can't do it. You broke the door? Yeah. You just have to get a thing and open it. I'm going to have to go. If you hold this, I'll open it. I'm sorry. Now the co- now the comedians cannot get oh. in the door because they I had it fixed so that it was open. But now the comedians can't get in what the door. So I'm still? trying to lift the, the comedians Very early. in the door. It started at 1 and it goes to 10. Start? Now we're, we're quarantined. Oh, thank you so much. Sure. For- no problem. I got, keep it open. I am. I'm fixing it, so we'll right. stay open. Bye-bye. They they contacted me back already.
1: Hey, I told you, aren't I? I it Thank hard. you
0: very much. A I'm a star now, yeah. She's hooking me up. That's a, that's some comedians at so the show. This
1: is an early show. When it it's starts right. at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock?
0: It's during the day now because they have us quarantined at night oh, now. Now yeah. there's everything's curfew at 10 There's
1: o'clock. a new curfew. How are they going to enforce that? That's going to be interesting. If you're driving around, they're it's gonna just pull you over so, and say, "Where just, are you going?" Garbage. Is it essential? I mean,
0: where actually, are you going? Yeah, where there your papers? Yeah, in the be, where are your papers? We we're all supposed to stay home. There are your papers? It was Jewel. Essential,
1: right? And then they never told us we could go out. People just started going out little by little, and then nobody cared. And now they're talking about, "Oh, it's almost as strict as at the beginning." I go, I thought those rules still applied. I didn't even know we were. Ever supposed to go out? Nobody told me. I'm confused.
0: And, and don't let anyone tell you this is science either. There's absolutely I no scientific information. Lockdowns work. I mean. If someone was trying to tell me that and they were sending me stuff from Italy, Italy had some of the yeah. worst lo- lockdowns and now they have the worst second and yeah. third wave of the virus in the world and they had some of the worst lockdowns. So it's like, it's just—it's just garbage. Yeah, All the stuff. I just know the government's...
1: what do they say is the medicine is worse than the cure. I mean, if if everybody has to stay home. Yeah, the cure is worse isolated, than the... nobody can see their families. Nobody can go to work or work out or go to a bar or a restaurant or a movie. I've or gotten have just fun. to
0: a I eternity mean,
1: this year. It's, it's kind of ruining out. everybody's life. It can't huh? work out.
0: Yeah, it's ruining everyone's life, and I've got. i am sorry. I found a. I found a gym, I found a uh, park that has some exercise uh-huh. equipment in it, and I have to make sure I go for a yeah, walk every good. day now. Get out I of the just, house. Someone took a picture of me yesterday, and I'm just like, I can't believe what a huge oh, fat no. cow I've turned into. Yeah. I'm like, just like, oh my God, who oh, the no. hell is that old fat guy <laughs> on stage? With terror,
1: I realized oh, that's no. me. Well, you, you uh, For people that don't know what you look like, you have <laughs> glorious silver hair, so that's I don't know what color it used <laughs> to be, but uh it's like a silvery white. Blonde. Good this color. I, I don't remember it's old color, but thank you. I like it. Yeah.
0: Well thanks. My dad has pictures of himself uh-huh. when he was younger. Oh. When he was blonde. He had uh-huh. long blonde hair. And then during adolescence Weird. it turned black. Oh adolescent. Oh that's what happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My Weird. hair was like almost white, like super blonde when I was a baby. And then it gradually got like almost brown and then now I put highlights to make it back to the original like kind of blonder color. But yeah, that happens to most natural yeah. blondes don't stay blonde as an adult. It kind of gets older.
0: I had a red beard like my dad, but I had mm-hmm. blonde hair. And, and when I was younger, I was super oh, wow. albino white, uh-huh. super white hair. And now, then, later, it started getting sandy blonde. Yeah. And then kind of brown, yeah, and then gray.
1: Blonde, but it's not a good color. It's like it's not dark enough to be brown, but it's too brown to be blonde. It's kind of I, I don't like it when I just leave it, so I always put highlights. So, yeah.
0: You put highlights in. You just go to the one dollar store and put yeah, the I'm, stuff I'm in there. I'm pretty much an expert. Sometimes like I dye my hair blonde.
1: Hairstyling. I mean, I've gone through. Some bad haircuts that I gave myself, but uh, I've gotten I've gotten to pr- enough practice that I'm pretty good at it now. So
0: I used to have long hair and I would make it into a big rhino oh, thing on the top of my head, <laughs> a big rhino horn with not gelatin you buy at the grocery store wow. and a blow dryer and do a big rhino horn.
1: That's fine. I was
0: fine. Or you can make it into just a big mohawk.
1: Yeah, no, I have my baby do that you can too. Practice on their hair. I love cutting my hair, but I don't want short hair. Right. So. You can cut, the I can cut theirs all the time.
0: There was, there was always somebody at all the punk rock concerts uh-huh. that would dress up their kids in like punk oh. rocker outfits, little cliche punk rocker <laughs> outfits, and they were always so adorable, and everyone yeah. take pictures of them. So it'd be like a little seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid with a mohawk and a leather yeah. jacket with spikes on it. Aww. And little army boots and stuff and everyone oh, that's so cute.
1: Yeah.
0: And take pictures of it. Then there was always like a granny oh, who was dressed too. up punk rock too. There was always a punk rock granny somewhere. And uh, then there were the people that didn't want to dress up punk rock and they would grow their hair long uh-huh. and have long beards. Okay. Black Flag did that. They were a big punk and people started to come to their concerts in the 70s and early 80s who had long hair, and they get beat up by the punk rockers. And they say, uh-huh. Well, that's not punk rock because you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want, not you, long right. hair, wherever your hair wants to be. So, they, all the members of Black Flag moved their hair long and uh-huh. big beards, and just to say, Hey, fuck you. And then they hired this band that was their roadies called Nig Heist that was there just to piss off all the punk oh, rockers really? in the audience and yes, they were called Nick Heist and they'd go around the country and they had the band that would play at first, it would be their roadies and the the band was called Nick Heist and it was they were just there to be the worst possible assholes, long-haired assholes who made fun of being homosexual and stuff like that and well, they said that they were homosexuals and they would piss people off, just like everything that macho idiots who didn't understand punk rock would Make fun of. They would like go. I can't, I can't even say the obscenity. The same the things there was. The people would spit on them. That's how you used to applaud it. So uh, you're them. a punk rock they,
1: record collector and fan. Who are your top? <laughs> who are your top punk rock bands? Uh, if you had to recommend them to somebody who didn't the, crass,
0: know C-R-A-S-S.
1: Okay. The,
0: the Crass, C-R-A-S-S. crass. Okay. The Crass, C-R-A-S-S. They are a political. Punk political punk band from Mm -hmm. England in the seventies in the early eighties. And their Mm -hmm. lyrics were very important and they started a genre of punk rock known as anarcho punk. And then I would say the germs G E R M S. There's a movie about them called uh, we are, we are, oh, what is it called? What we do is secret. That's what it's called. You can find it on the internet. And uh, they were an LA punk rock band, and they had uh-huh. the singer was a poet oh. who killed himself, unfortunately. And then I would say uh-huh. the Minutemen, who were a punk band that added a lot of jazz, okay. funk, and soul to their music, and they were wonderful. So I would say nice. start with those bands. And uh, those, are, those are some of nice. my, my favorite bands. So I grew up with the Minutemen. I used to go see the Minutemen almost every.
1: Oh my
0: gosh! Week or so every two weeks or once, a month. and they were like, you would go to see them, and they would be wearing like stuff from a garage, like they just okay. like you worked in a garage, you know those overalls, and it's because oh they worked at a garage.
1: <laughs> and then they just they were mechanics, and they would and uh, their, their brand. They
0: would they, they would they would the day mm-hmm. before they'd go to work, they would load up the van with their equipment. And then one that would sleep in the van, so no one would steal oh, it. And they'd go to work the next day, and then they would just, just like hop in the van and drive to the gig, and they'd come up on stage with the greasy overalls, and everyone thought, "Oh, how well yeah. that's a cool punk rock statement!" But it was just their stuff that they would. Wear oh, that's at work. interesting. And they were wow. absolutely wonderful. And then, fortunately, they were going to be put on tour with oh, U2 and signed on Island Records, and then when they. From the last tour to do that in 1986, mm-hmm. I believe, they the singer guitarist was in the back of D Boone was in the back of the mm-hmm. van asleep. Their tour van, and they were hit by a car, no. and he passed away. Oh. And they were coming back from the last tour. They were oh, going to no. sign with Island Records and they were oh, put them on God. tour with U Two, and uh, mm-hmm. that oh, wow. he that he died. And the bass player, the drummer got together with another guy and they did get Uh signed to a major label and they were called Firehose. They did three albums that didn't go anywhere and then they disbanded. Now the bass player still has a contract with Capitol Records, I believe. And they had some like maybe some little little Mm -hmm. kind of hits here and there. Not really hit, but songs that made Mm -hmm. it in the top 40, way down there at the bottom. And uh, but unfortunately, yeah, those are my heroes growing up the Minutemen and he died. In fact, I saw him about a week before he went on that tour and he was amazing. He was this big fat guy with bad teeth and he could play guitar. Just he was a virtuoso and guitar was jazz, funk, soul, punk. Absolutely amazing. And he used to just at one point, I remember he just just Mm -hmm. started dancing and he just put his guitar down, and he the bass player just started going at it, and he just started just doing the dorkiest dance you could possibly ever imagine. It was just mm-hmm. him having fun, you know, just being a dork. And then he played the guitar and started singing again. And it was wonderful uh, jazz art, punk poetry, and uh, huh. the lyrics were wonderful, and everything about them were wonderful. And then, unfortunately, wow. he died, and that was that was that before he could be used to a much bigger audience, and blow everyone's mind yeah. at the U2 concert. Yeah,
1: it is. too bad. Yeah, that's making me want to go out and see some live music, which yeah. is another one of those things that's outlawed at the time. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that was outlawed. You can't, this is just ridiculous. I can't believe the government does not have... You know, in Japan, the government does not have the authority, at least they actually are obeying their own constitution, saying that the government does not have the authority no, to shut down. No, it doesn't seem like it's legal. It seems like a lot like of if people want to them.
1: pass a, a random new law like this that you would have to at least get a vote or something. You can't just say like, oh, all of a sudden there, there, now there's a yeah, perfect. No, oh, it's, all it's, of a sudden now you can't gather more than ten people, and, and any social place is closed down. It, you know, it just doesn't seem like it should be legal. In they some in some states, vote be like, hey. Do you guys mind going out and catching COVID or do you want to take away your constitutional rights open and just have some more COVID? Or do you want to stay safe and everybody stay home? At least let us vote, you know?
0: We're getting rid of that pesky constitution. You know, guys don't mind, do you? I'm gonna put that on the ballot, getting rid of the pesky constitution so us government people can do whatever we want and tell you people down there. How you're supposed to be behaving because you know, we thing know that, best. Make sense
1: is that. You know, some people think it's like a conspiracy theory, or they're trying to control us, or whatever. But to what end? Like, how is this benefiting them? It doesn't benefit anyone. Well, it's just the you people know, that go into government. Less. People,
0: yeah. No, it's It's not. It's not helping. It's not help. It's not stopping the disease because yeah. here we're well, having it, another it, wave it after of, we destroyed the economy, an and now the World Function. Health Org. The World Health Organization is is begging the governments to stop with the lockdowns because it's doubled world poverty oh yeah i mean we're
1: living in like the biggest world city i mean poverty i don't know oh and and remember
0: there's going to be millions of homeless people in la
1: 16 i think it was if you voted back then there was something on the ballot about we all have to pay one cent extra in sales tax to eliminate homelessness in la and, and it it won. So now oh, yeah. our sales tax went up by one cent on everything that anybody has bought in LA.
0: And boy, it sure helps homeless I mean, situation. Where's the money didn't going? It? That's the thing. The cool what are they doing with all this money? That, that
1: must be a lot of money. One percent of every sale it's, it's of in Los garbage. Angeles. Where's the money?
0: Firstly, actually, homelessness is caused by government. The government isn't gonna cure it. Okay, like, for instance, if you were to build many, many, much more housing, rent would go down everywhere, all right? And if you would, and then you would stop regulating housing, people could live anywhere in any ways they wanted. And you could have motorhomes, and you could have, uh, you could have, you could have flop houses again, and you could have buildings where everyone pays, you know, 10 bucks a night and stuff like that, and and you, you but they regulate all this stuff out of existence. And like the housing, the homeless at a half a million dollars each. What about just giving that money to somebody yeah. to go to college or something like that? I mean, it's just, it, well, how about leave it in people's pockets so people can spend it themselves better than the government can Yeah, more of their stupid schemes. But anyway, if anything,
1: home. I just see more and more and more homeless people when, uh, where's the money? Who? who how are they? not being held accountable. I mean, give us back the money then. Stop charging us the extra.
0: That's pay. like that's you know? they, the, 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 the government causes the homelessness through regulation of housing. They don't they, they create it. So you, that's like hiring Charles Manson to be the head of the Stop the Serial Killers, uh, you know, government organization. You're hiring the people that are causing it make it just well, supposedly There's something about end homeless it.
1: councils. I, I so was it, trying to figure out where the money went. There's something about these homeless councils that are supposed to meet and gather and decide what to do with the money and they must include homeless people on the council. And I'm like, why?
0: They pay themselves $80,000 a yeah. person a year to be That's on the homeless go. council. That's just what build they do. A couple more That's where the money. Goes. Be like,
1: Hey, if you keep sleeping on the street, You're not allowed to sleep here anymore. You got to go to jail and you have to work the jail. You have to clean the toilets, cook the food, you know, and you have to go around picking up litter and trash. I mean, there's plenty of jobs. They say the joblessness, just picking up their own trash is like a job in itself. They could put everybody to work. I heard uh, one of my friends went to Mexico and slept on the beach and got woken up at like five in the morning by the federales or whoever they are that said, hey, man, you're not allowed to sleep here. You're on work patrol like they put like a gang of people that they found sleeping on the beach and they made them go around picking up trash for like four hours that morning. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, if we had them cleaning and picking hey, up trash every day, idea. believe me, they'd find, they'd be going home to their mommies in no time sleeping with their aunt or their mom or whoever, you know, whatever house they could find.
0: Probably the people they usually have disgusting habits or drug well, habits well, yeah, and they steal from their families. And yeah. That's why they got thrown yeah. out.
1: But they should at least have to clean.
0: Come yeah, on, anyway. there's trash
1: all over the. Uh, it's just trash everywhere. Or at least have the garbage collector people just come by and take all that crap and just. That's what the penny should go toward. Is like garbage trucks just take all that crap and throw it away. It's just like trash all along the sides of every <laughs> underpass, all along the river, all downtown. It's gross.
0: Well, everywhere. It's just trash everywhere. There's piles of trash over by my car. It's anyway. just unbelievable. But anyway, um, this has been a good wow, podcast. All right. This has been 45 minutes. So, yeah. I think it's very good. I think it's a good cool. podcast. I think people want to listen to it. Or people listen to it. They'll like it. But tell okay, everyone where Wild they can Joe. find you so again. You pick
1: me up, Wild Joe, wherever you are on the internet. Wild Joe Comedy. And uh, check out Dive Bar Comedy. That's my weekly show that comes out with uh, different comedians doing interviews and stand-up. Uh on Zoom. So, dive bar comedy. Thanks a lot, Mark.
0: Thank you. And everyone can find me, Mark Seldor, at Mark Seldor. all the same on YouTube, on Twitter, and uh, Instagram. It's M A R K S E L Z E R, same as this podcast, which is Mark Seldor Pod Potatoes. Thank you for being on Pod Potatoes. And I will send you a link to this uh, uh, episode. Please share with everyone. And uh, everyone out there who's listening to it, please share this episode with everyone. And you can, if you like what I'm doing, please support me by sending me some PayPal at MarkSelzer, M-A-R-K-S-E-L-Z-E-R at S-B-C-Global.net. All right, Mark. thanks dot a lot. Net.
1: This was fun. Thanks a lot.